Welcome back to the Frustrated Fans, where we're still having technical support issues. I'm Pete. Kill. Kill. Oh, we started recording. I'm Jeremy. Yeah, we started recording. (laughs) Kill. Yes, we are talking about killer clowns. What's your point? Urge to kill. Rising. No, he's not that bad. Oh, you mean about our recording software, which is still on the fritz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we recorded... This is our second attempt recording. We recorded about 20 minutes of audio, and it honestly looked like it was going to work until we figured out it was only recording my half and not Jeremy. Actually, no, it was the only other, recording other way around. It was the other way around, yeah. And then I was able to record both of us, but the audio is still distorted. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then oh. I found a program that I can either just record myself or just record Pete, but not both of us at the same time, because that would only make sense. And I found a website that would normally work, except for whatever it reason, does, it doesn't play it doesn't well with Jeremy's computer. Wait, I think we're wildly off topic. Mostly. I think we're pretty much on topic. <laughs> so we're talking, we're trying to end October while we still have days left in the month. And yes, we were recording this on the 29th. With, um... The horror has not ended yet. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Or... Killer Bee Movie from the Dumpster. (laughs) So, this movie is... Where do we start? Fun. In my opinion. But we'll get to that. So it's uh, came out in 1988. Only had a budget of only about 1.8 million. Um, and remember, the original Star Star Wars had 20 million. So mm. uh, it was directed and produced by the uh, and by the Chiro brothers. I'm sorry if I slaughter your name. Uh, and starred uh, both a lot of B-list, like brand new actors, and two really veterans. But we'll get to them in a minute. Yep. So. Only ran for about 88 minutes, and um, versus the Kurt and Michael Baycroft, this is a genuine movie where it is fun to turn off your brain and just enjoy it. Oh, this movie's way more intelligent than any of Michael Bay's movies. Absolutely. We're talking about the man who made all those stupid Purge movies. Yeah, they're dumb. What, you want to fight about it, Internet? Which ones? The Purge movies. Wait, he he was responsible for he those stupid them. things? He produced oh them. God. He produces I'm, a lot of dumb stuff. Oh God, I remember. I was in the theater when the preview for the like the new one appeared. I went, they're making a they're making a second one of these, and oh, my no. friend Aaron turned to me and went, "No, this is the third one." I went, "What?" Yeah. Who's definitely. seeing these stupid friggin' movies that they have to keep making them? Oh my, my God. Audience of thirteen-year-old boys. Jesus. Nope, we had the third one come out this year. Yep. So, uh... Oh, yep. oh yeah. Election the, Day, I think it was called. Election Year. The fourth election one... Year. There's a fourth one being made? Eventually. They said there's uh, going to be a prequel. A prequel? The lore isn't that deep. No. No, it is not. Oh my god, they're doing a prequel. Moving right along. Um, oh. 
Moving right along, we have Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Like I said, like I said, kind of a dumb movie where you can turn your brain off, but gore is it fun. Now, how did you find it, Jeremy? Uh, you told me about it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I might have heard of it at one point or another, but yeah, I just my most vivid memory of it is you going, "Hey, we should." watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space for the podcast, and I went, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, something like that. And But whereas I came to this movie in a, a more kind of a unique way, uh, there is a show running on Channel Awesome that doesn't update, unfortunately, nearly enough, which is uh, called Familiar Faces, run by a guy named Chad Rococo, a.k.a. CR. And he did a number of years ago, and unfortunately the video is no longer on the internet with the purge of Blip TV, Call where he he polled his fans uh, for their input and he did a breakdown like it was um, Deadliest Warrior or uh, Screwtax Death Battle where he asked the audience if the killer clowns from this movie or the Attack of the Robot Robot Attack of the Killer Tomatoes would win in a fight and he kind of did semi scientific pseudo scientifically would be a better word where he went down the known strengths and weaknesses of all of them. Suffice to say, I remember laughing my butt off at this video because not only because he was he was playing this completely straight, but you know just the silliness of both proposed movies. So I I knew I had to go actually seek out both movies after that. Now I had heard of Attack of Killer Tomatoes from like the terrible cartoon that ran on Fox that neither of us watched. Yeah. Right. All I remember is that it existed. Yeah, pretty much. So um, Killer Clowns was easy enough to find on Netflix streaming, and we'll get to that in a minute. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes for me took me over a year to track down. And mostly because I was waiting that year for Netflix DVD service to finally deliver and send it to me. To the point I got frustrated and just eBayed it. <laughs> so, unfortunately, um, Killer Clowns has since dropped from Netflix streaming, and I now own it on DVD, because it's still awesome, um, in my opinion. But we'll get to that in a bit. So what's the summary from Wikipedia here? It is... It is... Oh, sorry. The film is about a bizarre clan of evil aliens from an unknown region, but who all resemble goofy circus clowns. Because of course they do. Mm -hmm. They arrive on Earth in a small town with the sole intention to capture, kill, and then harvest the human inhabitants to use as sustenance. Mmm, <laughs> that's good human... Yep. Oh, well. Uh, I don't know why that just makes me think of the joke. The cannibals are sitting there eating a clown. One of them goes, hey, does this taste funny to you? <sighs> God, that's terrible. I <laughs> so our movie begins with teenagers make sucking face. As, as all good horror movies do. Yep, they're at a make-up point. Um... <laughs> And uh, they see one of the two while they're in the back of a car on a inflatable raft. Okay. Uh, watch a object hit Earth, and they're like, "Oh, we should go check that out." And he. Okay, so whatever. That that's always a great idea. Isn't that how Jason X ended? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, this has come full circle. <laughs> 
Um, so, meanwhile, we see a farmer played by one of the two veterans in this movie. Yep, Royal Dano, or Dano, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, um, who was in a – who is apparently most famously known for being in a hell of a lot of TV and TV shows and movies uh, based around, old, like, Old West. Mm-hmm. And here and, he plays a goofy farmer. Yep. Named Gene Green. Is he from Green Acres? No, but his uh, agent apparently green-lighted his ability to be in this movie. Well, he does work for Fry Green Tomatoes. Yep, this is true. Makes a lot of green off of it. Damn, I can't think of anything. You win. <laughs> Red light. <laughs> Alright. Um, that'd be... So... Our our well our well intentioned farmer go finds this large circus test where the comet came down and first he thinks it's a circus, then he and his dog are kidnapped by the clown aliens. Isn't that what happens in the beginning of Thanksgiving? Okay. Yeah, but this movie came out <laughs> first. <laughs> I'm just like finding similarities to other movies that are either are you they... the question today or something. Huh? Are you the question from the DCAU right now or something? <laughs> well, that is the question. Oh. <laughs> One day they're going to have that technology for me to reach through the internet and slap you. <laughs> <laughs> or when we rec- whenever we ever finally get together and record live. Yep. You're <laughs> random, just random smackings. <laughs> anyway. We'll get to what happens next after a quick break. Mike Tobacco and Debbie Stone. They stop sucking face long enough to go check this alien ship out, and they assume it's a circus tent as well. So they walk in. No. No. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, they quickly figure out, and there's a couple of homages in here if you're paying attention to, like, Forbidden Planet or a few other classic sci-fis that I noticed. Um, But the interior of the circus tent is a very oddly designed alien ship. I mean, coming from the world of Star Trek, anyway. Naturally. This, you can tell the set designers had fun with this. Yeah, they just no, they did a really good job with this movie. Oh, they went nuts, and you can tell that they just... I mean... So they uh, they cover the, I guess, what you call the holding area, and they find human beings wrapped up in candy, cotton candy-shaped cocoons. Yep. And they find the old man in one of them. Slowly being digested in dis- into... I guess, whatever the aliens drink. Goo. Yep. So, that literally freaks them out, and they try to run out, while one of the clowns sees them and shoots a popcorn gun at them. Naturally. Right. Because it isn't enough just to have the look, it's not enough just to look, have the look of the circus tent. These killer clowns have to have weapons that something a, a clown might use. The popcorn sticks to them as they get the heck out of there, but only for two clowns to run outside the tent, fold a balloon animal dog that comes to life and gives chase as it sniffs them out. Yep. I'm going, row, 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 row. Right. 
They uh, run the teens run over it and the clowns as they get the heck out of dodge. But mistakenly, they've led the clowns right to the town of Crystal Cove, and thus the feast begins. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike and Debbie run to the police station where Debbie's ex-boyfriend. Is. So wait, inadvertently they send in the clowns. Yeah, what of it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to respond to your joke. Moving on. <laughs> um, they, Dave, ah, Mike and Debbie make it to Dave who explain it, and they're just like, Dave is, he's at least taking them semi-seriously. He knows Debbie's not one to panic. Well, oh, the other veteran actor playing a, the other cop in the town, in this little college town. Yep, John Vernon. Who you may know from Animal House. And if you don't know him from Animal House, you should go watch that movie, because it's fantastic. It's one of the best comedies of all time. All right. He also had a role in Airplane 2. He was in um, The Outlaw of Josie Wales, one of my favorite movies, and Dirty Harry. He was also in uh, yeah, a few other things. Anyway... Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, without getting too much into modern politics, uh, even Judge Dredd would question this cop's methods. And we mean the Judge Dredd from both movies. Yeah. Even the, even the one that set a bunch of criminals on fire would look at this guy and go, dude, you need to tone it down. Yeah, as far as Officer Mooney in this movie is concerned, no one has any rights but him, and, uh, he's gonna... He's going to enforce the law. <laughs> the, our very first introduction is him to bring, his bringing in uh, two college kids from a local town who look something right out of the Ninja Turtles cartoon, the original. <laughs> See, when I saw them, I thought of the punks at the beginning of the first Terminator movie. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he he's bringing them in because they were walking through the park with, sharing a bottle of wine. And as far as he's concerned, that's enough to bring him in, because they're dumb college kids. Yeah. Also, I have to point out, um, John Vernon was also in Ernest Goes to Camp, which came out a year before this. It's pretty sad when you can actually say Ernest Goes to Camp is not the goofiest movie you've been in. <laughs> so, that being said, he, uh, yeah, so suffice to say, he's easy to hate. And when he does get his comeuppance, it, it is kind of nice to see. But we'll get to that when we comes along. So, while Mike and Dave... Well, only Mike and Dave, because they do the absolutely uh, appropriate <laughs> thing and send Debbie home, citing that she needs to stay home where it's safe. <laughs> where we find out it's absolutely not safe later on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a couple of jokes here that made me seriously cringe that would not fly in the modern world. And we're not talking, like, Blazing Settles level, but... <laughs> just little stuff here. The sheriff is an e-bong! sheriff is near, yes. The sheriff is near! <laughs> um, but just little stuff like, like this right here. Like, even modern horror movies have the girls involved. Yeah, and certainly not. Though granted, nothing's on the level of my favorite joke from Thanksgiving. 
is. <laughs> Man, her legs are harder to close than the John Benet Ramsey case. Well, see, I find that funny because I'm just a sick bastard. Uh, this is known, okay? <laughs> but still. <laughs> that being said, uh, so we do we watch the clowns just walk through their town uh, and just basically fooling people so they can kidnap them with their ray guns that turn people into those cotton candy things. So, yeah. Um, and there are some the logic some of these townspeople uh, show is kind of dumb. I mean, like, clowns are disturbing enough by themselves and when they're not being funny, deliberately funny. Right? Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. They're about as funny as any other clown I've seen. So, but these are not normal human clowns. And if you looked at them for all of two seconds, you'd, you'd pick that up. But no one seems to notice. Especially the big, fat, dumpy one. Yeah. No one seems to notice. And the clowns just basically go house to house and just uh, trick people. And then trick people with dumb jokes and then spray them with their ray guns. So. um, And then there's the puppet show guy who really, I'm I'm not sorry, he, he gets it. This guy just oh. walks into a random gazebo, and there's a puppet show, and he sits and watches it. And laughs. He laughs and horribly. Then, and then he gets turned into a bundle of cotton candy. Yeah. Which, am I the only one who thinks these big things of cotton candy kind of look or in the shape of something else? Whatever do you mean? Oh, they're swinging, you know, just swinging along and <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So the one that's genuinely creepy and honestly terrifying um, is the little girl. I need an adult. I am an adult. Yeah, she's sitting in a big top burger, clever, restaurant with her mom and I guess one of her mom's friends while the two older women chatted up. Uh, she sees one of the clowns outside who is starts smiling at her and waving at her and tells her, kind of waves his finger to tell her, please come out. And what we see behind his back is a giant mallet. And the music here is generally adds to the creepiness of the scene. And she's totally going to go outside until her mom stops her, thankfully. But we don't know if what happened after that. But yeah, it's genuinely creepy finally Mike and Dave come back from the movie just in time to see one of the clowns who's making shadow puppets on the wall to entertain a bunch of people okay he turns the, his shadow shadow into a T-Rex that eats about six people swallows them and roll with it yeah it swallows them and Presumably, he has the people in the hands because you can still hear them screaming. Mm-hmm. And he shoves them in his bag full of popcorn. <laughs> yep. This movie's weird. Yeah, but it's a fun weird. And we'll get to what happens next after a quick break.
accounts. He thinks it's all a prank on him. <laughs> Only for one of the clowns to walk into the police station and kind of just smile at Mooney. See, th- this for, this makes me think of the scene in uh, The Simpsons where it's the episode where Homer thinks he sees an alien and it turns out to be Mr. Burns in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to a chief wig and goes, the alien has a sweet heavenly voice, like Urkel, and appears every Friday night, like Urkel. And he goes, okay, Mr. Jackass, I mean Simpson, I'll just type that up on my invisible typewriter. Yeah. So Mooney confronts one of the clowns who is just kind of screws with him, including he giving him a flower so that has secretly squirted him with water. Which, honest, and then there's one last squirt which makes me think this is the equivalent <laughs> of the clown peeing on his face. I'm just going to assume it's water, okay? So Mooney's pissed off and he, tr- and he tries to throw the clown in a cell. And the clown surprisingly plays along with it. Mm hmm. And we see the two the two earlier guys who I, I genuinely feel sorry for. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're in the cell with the clown, and Mooney just starts lecturing the clown, only for the clown to uh, what do you call it? The party favors where it's just a noisemaker where you blow into it and it extends out. What's the name? <laughs> yeah, those. Yep. Uh, he the clown blows on one, only for it to wrap around and choke Mooney. And slam his face into the bars. Right. Then the clown and turns. And that's to the, the end of him. Yeah, well, not entirely. Oh, oh, god! I forgot about that part. So, and then the clown slowly turns to the two prisoners, and they're like, "Uh, what are you in for?" <laughs> Only to find that's when Dave and Mike, at this point, have decided to split up. Mike's going to try and warn everybody while Dave calls in the state police. Yep. So he gets. That's going to be an interesting call to make. <laughs> yeah, he gets. To the police station to find clown prints. All over. Literally all over the place because they're on the wall, they're on the ceiling, they're on the floor, they're everywhere. Right. Apparently this clown is Spider-Man. Dave runs back to find the two prisoners cocooned and dead. And then when he runs back into the main area to try and call the state police, he finds the clown who swirls around in a chair just like a Bond villain. Did you know that? Notice that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was watching with friends the other night. I did this. Oh, Mr. Mr. Bond. <laughs> um, Do you like to laugh, Mr. Bond? Do you expect me to talk, clown? No, I expect you to die. Wow, <laughs> oh, that was creepy. <laughs> Um, so the clown just he the clown swirls around and he's got Mooney there like and he's like got a puppet his hand embedded in Mooney's back like he's a freaking ventriloquist dummy. I was just glad he didn't have his hand shoved up his ass to do this. Which I wouldn't I wasn't gonna put it above this movie to do that. So the clown just speaks basically speaks through Mooney and basically says, Don't worry, we just want you dead. Drops Mooney to the floor, shakes off the gore off his hand. And is about to and starts threatening Dave. Dave starts shooting it and is lucky enough to hit it right in the nose, which apparently is the clown's weak spot. Which makes damage. it turn into a stock explosion effect. I mean, blow up. Yeah, it, it's the clown. It's a clown's spot hit for massive damage. Um, it was super effective. <laughs> when you hit the you, clowns, can't be killed if you destroy their nose, which causes them to spin into a green crystal and explode. And a stock explosion effect. <laughs> Am I the only one thinking of the uh, the putties in season uh, two of Power Rangers, like the Lord Zed ones, where they punch it in the Z and then they explode? 
No, yeah, you probably are, but that was such a <laughs> stupid... Even as a kid, I knew that was a dumb twist. Oh, <laughs> dumbness. Here's this giant emblem on their chest. It might as well be a target. And we're told when you guys are initially finding that they're a lot stronger and smarter than the original putty blend, and then they can be hit with, destroyed with one hit. The sad part is they find this out in the very first fight with them, too. Right. Because, you know... We'll get back to that another time. Yeah. So, Dave's kind of freaking out, but he managed to have enough to call the state police. They were agreed they'll send everything they have. More on that later. Yep. Meanwhile, Mike and his friends, the Terenzi brothers, who own an ice cream truck, are trying to warn people. But and they... why do they own an ice cream truck? We never really know. Oh, no, 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 we know. We hear, we hear why. Why, they, why do they take this job of driving an ice cream truck and trying to sell it to horny teens in the very beginning of the movie where they're all making out on a make-out point? So they can get girl. Got they, ice cream can they, Yeah, because, no, because they, they're trying to get women but intention so they can get them ice cream and thus in scenes of timeless romance get into their pants. So. Step one, work out ice cream well. truck. Step two, step three, get the women. Yeah, it doesn't work out very well for them. Um, no. No. Uh, in fact, at one point, we see them chasing their own ice cream truck as it careens out of control with no driver. Cue the Benny Hill music! Right. Meanwhile, Debbie, who has been taking the longest shower ever... In the history of the world. We then up. find out that the little popcorn things that had stuck to hers and Mike's clothes are alive! And they hatch into these clown ropes. It's these with creepy, perp- with creepy face. Like they they have like sharp teeth and trying to eat her. Yes, uh, I think what the implication we're supposed to draw is that the popcorn um, is either a like clown babies or b it's what partial what powers our technology. I don't know. Point is, they're the only surviving indigenous creature of SETI Alpha Five. See, I was about to make a joke about showers and Khan taking the longest one when he got off that planet, but... <laughs> you. This is true. So, uh, Mike, uh, Mike and Dave catch back up together, but just in time uh, for Debbie to, be, Debbie to be kidnapped. First the clown spawn, the clown ropes, chase her out of her own bathroom only to find one of the clowns imitating Dave, or no, Mike's voice, at her door. She opens the door, and I swear to God, I wanted, I wanted to shout the... Fool you! <laughs> she closes the door, she runs through her window, only to find more clowns holding a trampoline for her to jump into like they're firemen. You can trust us! We won't kill you! Right so away! They finally get catch up to her, and instead of turning into her candy coon... Uh, cotton candy cocoon, they put her in a balloon. They yeah. have a secondary gun, apparently. That Why? keeps people alive. Why do they do this again? We don't know. We don't oh, know right. What... She's one of the main characters. Oh, right, right, right. We don't know why the um, why they choose not to kill her but put her in the balloon, but we, we never do find out. But we then anyway. get one of the goofiest chases ever seen in a movie where the clowns get in their clown car and drive away as the three idiots in their ice cream truck try chasing after it, while well, they a police car chases after them. Yeah. At this point, I was playing the Benny Hill music in the background. 
And so, I have to say, it made this a lot funnier than it already was. The Ice Cream Brothers see the cop and decide to break and let him pass, and he crashes right into them. And he, oh, job, he Dave. breaks. He breaks Good his job, car. Dave. He breaks the car, so they have to take the ice cream truck, and they finally figure out where the clowns are hiding their base, which is in the Nemo Smith Park. Of course it is. <laughs> so the, cl- the clowns return to their base, and while well, they dispatch a security guard with pies... Acid pies. Yep, and of course we get the old gag of a crapload of clowns pop out of a small car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get out of this car and they confront the security guard and he's like, you can't be here, this is private property. So they all take out cream pies and, and just cover him with them, like three dozen So pies. you're saying he got creamed? Yes. Ah. Uh... And then while the littlest clown leaves us a uh, massive the cherry on... <laughs> it's the smallest one in the group. Sounds like a kid's movie. The littlest clown. The smallest one in the group. He leaves a cherry on top of the mess that used to be the security guard. I was expecting that thing to explode like a cherry bomb. Mm-hmm. Hey, the clowns are not without a sense of humor. In fact, when they laugh, it's some of the scarier moments in the movie. <laughs> now that creepy note, we're taking a break. So Mike, Dave, and the Ice Cream Brothers run into walk into the, a bar. No, they walk into the circus tent again. Oh, okay. The alien yeah, ship. That, that joke is about on par. With, it was about setting the bar for the rest of the jokes in this movie. Ah, uh, okay. So the Ice Cream Brothers almost get lost immediately. Because um, they push a button, and, which causes a trapdoor below them, and they fall into a ball pit. And yep. completely baffling, what happens next? We see two female clowns with magically growing breasts. Mm. Hey, didn't they do that in the third Terminator movie? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's see. They do it better here. <laughs> uh, sure. Let's go with that. Are you implying the third Terminator movie is good? Yes. I'm not okay. saying it's as good as the first two, but as a fu- as an action movie, it's fun. Okay, fine. We can we can do an episode where I can we, I can disagree with you later. <laughs> what you didn't enjoy the long crane like sequence down where he's breaking through everything? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me, some of the action parts are good, but the plot is stupid. Oh yeah, it's. Du- I'm not saying the 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 writing is like all that great, but I think it's just like a straight up just ridiculous action movie. It's quite fun. Okay, fine. We're getting off topic. So the t- while the uh, presumably the ice cream brothers are either getting eaten or something with the girl clowns, we catch up to Mike and Dave who watch, and this is where we know the clowns love tasty humans because they watch one of the clowns walk in and. Uh, with the longest silly straw on the face of the earth. I want one. <laughs> this part took forever. Like, he goes to sip up human juice through this straw, and they just spend, like, a minute showing you the liquid going through the silly straw. And we don't know how long it is, but if I had to guess, it's probably around three feet long when it's just twisted on itself. Padding, padding, padding. They're padding out their run time. So, yeah. 
after that, they find Debbie, and in the most brilliant idea, they Dave decides to shoot the balloon on its edge <laughs> to pop it. Shockingly, nobody dies from this decision. Although the clowns do hear them. Um, yeah. You know, he didn't have a cutting tool or a knife. So, whatever. But this is better than Mike, who just decided to punch it as hard as he can, because that couldn't hurt Debbie. <laughs> right? Possibly. So, the three the three of them now, and Debbie's with the group, and she's allegedly okay. Uh, you would not be okay for years to come. They, <laughs> they run through the bowels of the ship trying to figure out their way through, but it's the clones either block them the return to the surface or they have to keep going down different ways and down. Um, they uh, are when they finally get they finally get trapped in a big circular room and the clowns just all surround. And there's them. a ton of these guys. Oh yeah. Like, we've been seeing, like, four or five of them for, like, the whole movie. All of a sudden, there's, like, an army of these dudes. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly, uh, the Ice Cream Brothers return, and, uh, yeah, they had some interesting yeah. experience with the female clowns. They're covered in lipstick in various spots. We'll and that. their clothing is torn. Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so the two brothers in the ice cream truck basically start use the giant clown on top of their ice cream truck to fool them into thinking they're the boss clown. So yep. they let the guys go. That gives Mike, Debbie, and Dave a chance to escape and jump to the truck only for the real leader of the clowns. And it's named, it's named, according to Wikipedia, Jojo the Clownzilla. Jojo the Clownzilla. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. Where the heck did they come up with that name? Well, it comes down from the ceiling uh, on marionette strings, breaks the strings, and decides to attack while the other clowns get the hell out of there. Well, he doesn't need no strings to hold him down. Mm. After JoJo destroys the ice cream truck, allegedly with the brothers inside of it, Dave distracts it while shooting it, while uh, Debbie and Mike, Mike. Get the heck, thank you, get the heck out of Dodge. Yep, and they show up in the... Uh... So they get down to the ground, and uh, all of a sudden, all the uh, police start showing up. Yeah, all the five cruisers. Yep. <laughs> and it cuts back, and Dave uses his badge to destroy the giant nose, and the clown explodes, and everything explodes. And, and the ship is destroyed. And Debbie and Mike, unlike the audience, are mourning their friend's loss. Is Unlike the audience, they seem to care. Only for the clown car from earlier to fall land perfectly on its wheels onto the ground uh, and for Dave to walk out of it followed by the two ice cream brothers who tell us they survived by they survived the ice cream truck's explosion by hiding in the freezer so this Indiana and this is Jones before Nuke the this? Fridge yeah I was about to say did Indiana Jones pull this <laughs> we're just finding movies that for some probably through massive coincidence have used stuff that this movie did <laughs> So they finally say, oh, good, it's all over. And then the final joke, a bunch of pies fall down and hit the main characters right in the face. And we hear the clowns yeah. laughing. Yep, and then we hear the incredibly 80s cheesy theme oh, song. Oh, that is an awesome theme song. Only because it's 80s. Which is Killer Clowns performed by the Dickies. They need a better name. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say it right here. They need a better name. <laughs> So yeah, that's a th 
So that's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Is it awesome? In my opinion, yes. But I'm well aware it's bad. But it's a fun bad. Yeah, I thought it was just kind of stupid. I don't know. I, I didn't really... I kind of stopped a few times during this. Like, I couldn't watch the entire thing in one sitting. Um... It was okay. Like, there, it had its moments, but I ended up having more fun with just randomly riffing on it and adding in the Benny Hill theme for the chase sequence. <laughs> and uh, um, I, the actual movie. Well, the good news for me, at least, is that there's a planned sequel. They just haven't gotten a distribution company yet. Just so they begin production. But the Children Brothers are back, and they're trying to get the original cast back as much as they can. Apparently they have gotten um, Grant Kramer, who played Mike, to return. He said, according to Wikipedia, in an interview, he said he would return as a town drunk whom nobody believes. His character would serve as a mentor to young street performers who must fight the killer clowns when they return. He described his character as somewhere between the energy of Chris Christopherson's character in Blade and Christopher Lloyd's character in Back to the Future. <laughs> Rock on. Alright. So the Children Brothers are back to direct and produce. Yep. And I'm honestly hoping they keep it to practical effects only and no CG, blatant use of CGI. Well, most likely they're going to get a very small budget to make this thing if they get someone, so that will probably happen. Cool. So yeah, it's it, I get, it's a guilty pleasure for me. I, it's, just, it's a lot of fun for me. Uh, I, I will happily watch this movie any Halloween. So, of course, I don't think you you agree with that, but... Yeah. Eh, hey, everyone likes what they like. I'd rather stick with, uh, I'd rather watch, like, Jason X. I did watch that earlier this Halloween, actually. <laughs> and I'm probably going to do Freddy vs. Jason on Monday, oh, which is yeah. actually Halloween. Yep. And uh, I'm probably, I'm going to, I had picked up... Uh, it was like last year I found it. It was like I got the first six uh, Friday the 13th for like $6. So Nice. Yep. So I'm going to watch. I've seen one through five. I still haven't seen six, which I hear is actually what like one of, if not the best one in the series. It is it's And it's the first oh. one where it just started getting really stupid. So oh, before sounds... I forget, um, I found out recently we missed a major, uh, a major cameo of sorts in uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Hmm. We com- it completely blew by both of us. You remember the bully character from uh, A Christmas Story? I never saw it. Oh. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Ignore me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he was in that movie as a bit part, so. Gotcha. Okay, I think we're at wraps us wraps up October. Hopefully, we can get back to uh, November. Yeah. On time. What do you want to do for November? Well, I think uh, we should go with the epi- the show we finished our cartoon episode with, which is the Adventures of T Rex. Oh God, why? <laughs> which honestly is probably shockingly enough is going to be more stupid than the movie we just talked about. Yeah. Yes, it is. We'll see you next time, folks. Take care, everyone. Happy Halloween.